as always, fucking Windows Update has fired off the second I need bandwidth. It's gone okay. <laughs> All right. You good? You good. Pile in, lads. We got internet. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Internet of Trash, a podcast about all the smart tech we could probably live without in our day-to-day lives. I'm Chris. And I'm David. <laughs> you nearly, you nearly missed it then. <laughs> I'm Chris and he's David. Dave, <laughs> how have you been this week? Uh, look, latency is a thing, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the week of latency. Chris, there's at least 30 miles between us, <laughs> so we, we, we cannot expect... Pure tri- communications. Uh, I have been well. I have just returned from a week of holiday ah, uh, from work. Not not from the podcast, from work. We, we've 24-7 this podcast, so we, the holiday is never for the podcast. Some might say it's too much, 24-7. <laughs> Some say it's excessive. <laughs> Considering we manage a 30-minute episode, <laughs> yes. Um, no, good. I'm I'm refreshed, ready to go, ready to hear some more rubbish that's going oh, fantastic. be pointless in everyone's lives. Well, <laughs> How I, about ha- yourself? I have good news for you, Dave. Uh, yes, um, <laughs> not too bad. Um, I too have been away, actually, over the last few days. Um, oh. I We went to Oxford, uh, land of, oh, uh, of Harry Potter and... It's not the land of Harry Potter. There's a Harry Potter shop in Oxford. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so you went to pick up some merch. Incredibly expensive, I will, I will point out. I'm sure the business owners do very well, but it was very expensive. They've, they know what they've got. They've got a captive audience. You've come to Oxford. <laughs> you're expecting the merch. Unless you're there for the university, well, they know it's all or nothing on the merch. That's basically what it was. I was expecting... A different crowd in Oxford, but it was basically just lots of young students wandering around. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, it's good to see they're all mingling in these current times. Oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> they were really mingling. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what we need. Yeah, we went, um, we went punting while we were in, in Oxford. Have you ever, do you know what punting is? Well, when I go for a punt, Chris, it's a guess at work. I go, oh, have you ever punt on that? So I, I'm taking... We went- <laughs> It's a punting so you went, bar. You, you go and... How would you like so to drink, sir? Take a wild guess. I don't know. And then you just get something you didn't want. Mm-hmm. That's also um, what happens at work. Uh, no, punting, Dave, on a boat. Okay. So you punt the boat. So basically what happens is you have this big, uh, long, flat boat, as boats tend to be, <laughs> floats and everything. Um, and you stand on the back. It's a bit like a gondola um, at Venice, and you have a big pole, and you use the pole to punt yourself along the river. Oh, okay. That's that's the technical term. That's the technical term for the... That is the technical term, which is one thing I learned this week. Um, Incredibly dangerous. Incredibly, unbelievably dangerous, I would like to point out. (laughs) So you go punting, and... Maybe it's just me, but I was half expecting you to kind of go in the boat and somebody to do the the crucial punting for you. This is not the case. Oh, it's like self-catering. <laughs> Essentially, it's a self-catering boating holiday. You get given a boat for an hour, you pay the money, and you just get taken to this boat, and you get told to stand on it, and you get handed a 12-foot scaff bar, essentially, and told to stand on the back and just go. Oh, wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, and the dock where you leave from is on a bit of a bend in the river. So you look out and it's just a sea of these punting boats just pointing in every direction, just like completely people are wedged against the side. There's people just <laughs> crashing in into each other. There's low bridges everywhere. So when, when, when you punt through, you have to duck. Oh it's an absolute health and safety nightmare. There was clearly no risk assessment done for this punting. <laughs> they gave you a map like a very basic like child's map of the route you can take and it's like a couple of little routes with some low bridges and things and there's there's a cricket pitch next door where people are playing cricket as well so that seems dangerous <laughs> and I, I i was looking at this map as we we were going along and i noticed in the top corner that the river joins on to the thames oh good <laughs> So you could so, just you could carry on and you could just merge with the Thames and continue <laughs> continue your journey. Feels like an opening of an episode of um, Casualty. You know, like setting up for what the incident's going to be. <laughs> a slow dramatic build up. And this one is going to be two people <laughs> flailing on, <laughs> on a piece of wood in the middle of the Thames with a scaffold. <laughs> he never saw the low pedestrian bridge. <laughs> So, is there like is there staff on hand, or are they just? It's oh, just there a, are, but they're all at the dock. <laughs> Once wow. you're on the boat, <laughs> you're on your own. Doesn't sound. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone for that if if I'd known. But oh, if, if I'd have but... known, if I'd have known beforehand, no, we would absolutely not have been doing that. But there were we were. It was quite a congested waterway. We were sharing it with people on on like um, the pedal powered boats as well, and there were rowing boats, like normal rowing boats as well. And I was surprised how many people in the in these rowing boats were really struggling. They were like really struggling to get through the water, not realizing that they're actually paddling backwards. <laughs> so you know how a rowing boat is sort of flat at one end and pointy. Yes. At another end. Yeah, yes. <laughs> they were really like trying to get these boats like backwards through through the water. It was absolutely hilarious. Oh, okay. So that's incredible. Like, so there's literally no training done. There it's... is no training. And you know that the staff are on the dock watching you leave, <laughs> knowing you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Going the wrong way. Christ. The, the only thing I can assume is because on, on the rowing boats, there were lots of like, guys with with one girl that obviously trying to impress so, so hang on <laughs> yes go on no no <laughs> that wasn't the case for you then though <laughs> that was not the case for me i knew i knew i was not going to impress anybody um so all i can assume is that the girl then goes and sits in like the nice seat at the back of the boat and the guy sits on the rowing seat but then assumes he has to be able to see the direction they're going <laughs> <laughs> How far they got in the hour they had, I have no idea. Uh, maybe that's also a safety feature, though. The staff know that if they do that, at least they're not going to go straight too far into <laughs> <Yes>. the Thames. <laughs> They'll never make it out there, it's fine. They'll crash and burn long long before they get to the Thames. <laughs> so, Chris, we we have been in a pedal, one of those pedalo-style bikes. Uh, bikes? Uh, boat, boats before. <laughs> the the pedalo. <laughs> those pedal-style bikes. <laughs> as opposed to motored bikes. Well, there we go. But we have been on a pedalo boat before. We have. Um, this is true. The, the two of us. And we almost had to rescue an electric boat from the reeds. <laughs> 
Oh, we did, didn't we? You're right. They didn't know what to do with all that power they had. Well, I don't think they had a reverse. I think once you'd ploughed into something in those boats, that was it. Once you committed, you're you're committed. At least with with, um, the pedal boat, you can just abruptly stop and try and pedal backwards. Uh, Yeah, but that would cause severe injury to whoever was maybe sat incorrectly (laughs) or in the back seat who would just suddenly get soaked with the... Ah, yes. Or whoever was slightly behind... Yes. Shattered knees everywhere. So I think so far basically what we're gathering here is our record on the water isn't great. Isn't great. Not compatible with water. So I definitely look forward to our yachting weekend. (laughs) Oh no, the yachting weekend. (laughs) How could I forget? Gosh, I don't think that'll ever be a thing, hopefully, for for everyone's sake and safety. (laughs) (laughs) For the safety of those on the water. (laughs) Oh, we'd be fine. <laughs> oh, we'd be fine. We wouldn't be able to see what's going on. Chris, surprise me. Go on. It's your turn to... It is my turn. Yes. So I have been scouring the internet for uh, some more smart devices that should have been left a little bit dumber. Um, and I have come across quite a doozy, as we say... <laughs> In oh, the year 2020. Do, that's so doozy. That's a, I haven't heard that in a while. That's fantastic. Let's I haven't heard that, that since the 1950s. <laughs> um, okay, so Dave, we all know that it's important to look after your hair. My hair? Everyone your hair specifically. Hair. <laughs> uh, they had I mean, a meeting yeah. about it the other week. Did we not <laughs> tell you? I, go. Uh, I don't know. I don't check my, my Gmail anymore. Ooh. <laughs> Low blow, Dave. <laughs> oh yeah, because Google's really suffering. Yeah. <laughs> um, In these difficult times, it's, <laughs> search has taken. It's the a conglomerates hit. that are really suffering. <laughs> yeah, big, big companies. Um, so no, Chris, I, I do. I mean, my haircut regime. Gosh, it's I, exhausting, I isn't it? I, really? I won't. I won't even begin. <laughs> I still. I still don't know what the difference between shampoo and conditioner is i have to be honest with you uh i don't know i don't know whether i should know the difference or whether it's something that shouldn't concern me i really have no idea see now i've got one of the popular brands uh that uh um face and shoulders um <laughs> try to, just try to, just face and shoulders don't try, you dare try to come out with a different get it anywhere else and um <laughs> It's a combined one, Chris. It's a two-in-one. It's shampoo and conditioner. Oh, I see. We see. I, I've gone even lazier, and I have one that's uh, shampoo and body wash. So it's just one oh, so you, That's you all I just got. hold it above your head and squeeze out half yep. the bowl, and then you just basically let it cover you. <laughs> I feed it in the water supply, and I shower in it, because, <laughs> because it covers everything. Fantastic. Um, it descales the it descales the bathroom as well at the same time. <laughs> oh, God. oh, it's the Dettol one. You've got the thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the only thing I can discern from the difference for me is if I use conditioner, I cannot flatten my hair. No matter the length of it, it just goes really puffy and it's, it looks a mess. Ah, okay. So stay clear of conditioner then. Uh, yeah, but basically, just every now and then treat yourself to it, you know? <laughs> treat yourself to a bit of bit of conditioning. Yeah. What do you think conditioning your hair to do? I don't even know. Well, apparently, go wild from, what, from the results <laughs> I've seen. If anybody does know a scientific reason why we need to use conditioner, please do tell me. Anyway. It's, it's just a money-making scheme for big shampoo. 
big shampoo or big conditioner. Or big conditioner who came out of the split. <laughs> I don't know. The great, the great shampoo schism. <laughs> They were, they were broken up by government for being too powerful. Yes. <laughs> they had to go separate ways. <laughs> anyway, so Chris, why have I got to look after my hair? You have to look after your hair, Dave. And do you know what an integral part of your um, hair care regime is, apart from the use of shampoo and or conditioner? No. Oh. <laughs> well, that derails the next 30 minutes. No, it's brushing, Dave. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. Yep. Okay. Brushing is an integral oh, part no. of your hair care routine. Brushing your hair incorrectly or too forcefully can lead to damage like split ends. Did you know? Split again. That's another thing. I mean, I don't know if you have to have long hair for split ends, but I I don't, don't, don't really know what I they are either. No, I don't. I don't know if you're meant to be able to see it or whether you're meant to be able to feel it. I have no idea. Split ends has never been an issue. Or, or I could be riddled with split ends. I really have no idea. <laughs> Who knows? Well, it sounds like you've got the solution. I, I might have the solution, Dave. <laughs> so back in 2017, that wonderful year of 2017, a major hair product company, who shall remain nameless, uh, let's just say it rhymes with Ploriel, <laughs> created... Are you ready, Dave? Can you guess? A smart hairbrush. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just let that sink in. A smart hairbrush. Um, <laughs> so, apparently, this hairbrush, according to uh, the official spokesperson from this uh, unnamed uh, hair product company, will reinvent a person's relationship with their... What, with, oh, no, let, <laughs> let me say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I copy and pasted the quote, but I don't think it makes sense. <laughs> Which, that's surprising for a gadget like this. <laughs> Which I think says it all, to be honest. <laughs> so apparently this smart hairbrush will reinvent what a person's relationship with their hair can look like. And research has shown there is a need for the brush, and it provides the same sort of service a professional hairdresser can provide. I want to see this research, that's all I'm going to say. So, <laughs> oh wow, okay. Okay, let's have your first wild assumptions, Dave. Go on. <laughs> Before I tell you any more about this fantastic product. First of all, I'm assuming obviously it has uh, a battery in there uh, to do, or somehow charging it, therefore... No, all mains. Get... 60 amp <laughs> connection. <Really>? No. <laughs> I was going to say, Christ! In the bathroom? Uh, admittedly, um, uh, admittedly, the last thing I had in my hair that would have had a battery in it was when you were in junior school and you had the knit comb. So if that was maybe a smart comb as well in this case. Uh, you had a battery-operated knit comb? Yeah, it zapped them as it went through. You know, like It was like a fly swap, but for your hair, like one of those electric ones. Did I grow up in a third world country or something? I just had <laughs> one of those little tiny combs. Well, there we go, Chris. That was the difference between the north and the south of... Where <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say where we live? No, we bleep that one out as well. Um, it's fine. Um, however, the other assumption I'm going to make here, Chris, is my hairdresser, he's a very nice man. He uh, does a cracking job. I'm in and out of there within 20 minutes usually, and a scissor cut, all really well done. All I just sit down, he knows what I need. Um, 
and actually only combs my hair for a very few seconds at the end just to, you know, neaten it up. Almost therefore, like an afterthought. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, so therefore I'm, I'm amazed that this brush is now able to scissor cut my hair and replace this man <laughs> entirely. <laughs> It's the sort of service you can expect from a professional hairdresser. Yes. <laughs> um, I hate to disappoint you, Dave. It doesn't quite do that. <laughs> I have to be honest, I do miss I do miss having a hairdresser. I used to have one person that cut my hair for about 10 years. So all I had to do, we didn't have to talk. There was no communication in this relationship we had. I just sat down and they cut my hair and I knew exactly what I wanted. Unfortunately, uh, they moved. So now I have to go to one of these um, hairdressers where you just... Pick whoever is free at the time. And it's terrifying. It's really terrifying. I don't know what, I still don't know what to say to them. Uh, you know, <laughs> like this, but sort of less so is is sort of the, the best instructions that I, I, I can give, really. <laughs> so when I moved here, obviously, again, I had the same sort of situation, a new hairdresser. I'd had the same one for quite a long time. In one uh, <laughs> wow, in the- you really want these people to find you, Dave. <laughs> In hometown. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so when I moved up to... Oh, damn it! <laughs> so when I moved from my hometown to here, uh, I had the same problem. I had to get a new hairdresser after having the same one for a few years. And I would go in, and for a while, I literally would just... And they'd do that thing, and they'd had the books on the side of all the styles and stuff, which I hadn't even glanced at. Um, and he'd already clocked that. He's like, this guy even knows what he wants or doesn't. And I think he knew <laughs> it was the latter. And I sat down and I remember saying, just half off scissor cut, please, mate. And he did. He just did it. He cracked on. And you see, I, that that means nothing to me. Well, it didn't really mean anything to me, but he seemed to figure out that I don't need it styled in any... I don't need, like, <laughs> half of it shaved off in a... <laughs> he took one look at you when you walked him and thought, this is not a man that needs styling. <laughs> Either, Chris, it was this man already has a lot of style and therefore doesn't need any more. Or has or no capacity to acquire it. <laughs> it may destroy him if he, <laughs> if he has any style given to him. <laughs> I wish that they extended um, the hair um, of a numbering system for normal haircuts. I would love to be able to just go and oh, say, I'll, um, I'll have a number 46, please. And they know exactly what I need. 46 isn't, isn't the, oh, I don't know what the measurements actually mean. They used to be in millimetres, didn't they? So, yeah. Four, I have no idea. 4.7 <laughs> centimetres. That's, yeah, that's fair enough. That I guess. seems fairly reasonable. Actually, maybe yeah. that's a bit long. I don't know. I think that's about right. If you want it to last a few months. That's the other thing. You've got to make sure that you get it cut at the point where half off isn't too much. That isn't too less, too little. It's a fine act between cacking enough off that you know you don't have to come back anytime soon, but not too much that there's nothing left. This is why I had a problem after lockdown, because it had been several months overdue at this point. Mm. So I had to go in and whilst he obviously knew who I was and everything and knew what I wanted, I went... Just a bit more than normal, please. Just to balance it. <laughs> I felt it just felt obscene. Reset the scales. Anyway, so this brush, Chris, is going to replace right. this man. So I'll tell you a bit about how this brush works. So how much tech do you think you can cram into a hairbrush, Dave? Uh, I don't know. Uh, a 1080 GPU, <laughs> an <laughs> because, Intel i7. <laughs> Depends how big it is. Because it's, it's an impressive amount, actually. And to be fair, this brush looks like a normal hairbrush. It's not bulky and, and as unwielding as some of the products we've already looked at in the last few um, few episodes. It looks pretty normal. Okay. Um, so let me run through uh, the capabilities of this hairbrush. So first of all, 
this hairbrush has a microphone built into it. Oh, wow. So it has, does it have a smart assistant in there as well? No, it doesn't. Now, that was my first assumption. But no, the microphone is there to detect the length and the quality of your hair through the sound waves. Oh, So okay. it captures the hair's sound waves to identify frizziness, dryness, split ends, and breakage. Oh, wow. Uh, that... So that's what it does. Wow, okay. A microphone for that. You'd expect, like, sonar or something, wouldn't you? You have just... <laughs> bing! <laughs> bing! That's radar, but never mind. <laughs> It'd be more like the uh, Star Star Trek beeps in the <laughs> <laughs> so so the, so this brush analyzes the sound the hair makes and uses it to analyze the hair it also detects tangling apparently which i would have thought should be fairly obvious if you're trying to ram a hairbrush <laughs> through your hair um i will point out as well that this hairbrush really isn't designed for people like us with relatively short hair i'd imagine this is for people with long hair Oh, it's designed um, for a long run. You've really exactly. got to go, get a run at it. You need a good, a good amount of data in there for, for it to really draw any, <laughs> any conclusions about your hair. So first of all, then, this hairbrush listens to your hair, um, which is odd because I would have thought that the sound of the, the hairbrush sort of scraping against your, essentially your scalp, <laughs> would be louder than the sound of, of the, um, the bristles running through the hair, but... I assume it works. Or, yeah, I mean, or, or you're using a brush wrong and you shouldn't be scraping it along <laughs> your head, Chris. I don't really know. I mean, personally, personally, that's my experience with a hairbrush as well. But uh, Maybe I'm doing it too hard. Hopefully this brush will be able to tell me whether I'm doing it too hard or not. Maybe they've got, like, scalp cancellation technology. <laughs> Some, really? And how does that work? I don't know. <laughs> bit like, uh, bit like noise cancelling headphones. It feeds in a similar scalp, <laughs> interface, and uses it to <laughs> inverts it to then. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> My scalp hurts. Anyway, so a microphone. I thought that was quite an interesting way way of doing it. The jury's out as to whether it works or not, but I think that's quite interesting. So we've got a microphone in it. Um, it also has a gyroscope in there to analyse your brushing force and speed. So that could help with your scalp issue um, mm. if you're pushing too hard. I, um, it, it will tell you um, whether it, uh, whether you're brushing too hard, whether you're brushing too fast, whether you're doing it too vigorously, whether you're not doing it at all. Um, it also has an accelerometer in it to count your strokes. So we're back to this again. I don't know. I don't know what use that is, whether it's just there to count how long you've been brushing it for or whether you should be trying to brush your hair with less strokes or brush your hair with more strokes. I have no idea. Uh, but it has an accelerometer in there. Okay. Any, I mean, this is impressive. Look, compared, to be fair, to the last few things, this is packing the tech in a bit more than... They're really packing it in. So, so far we've got a microphone, we've got a gyroscope, we've got an accelerometer. Next, there is also a hidden three-axis load sensor. So that provides haptic feedback on the handle of the brush when you're brushing too hard. God, this again. <laughs> Things that vibrate to tell you you've, given, you've used it too much or wrong. <laughs> it's basically, this is another example of a piece of tech to tell you you're doing it wrong. <laughs> So you brush too hard, this thing will vibrate, which I'm assuming will make the problem worse. <laughs> that's not gonna. 
That's not going to help my my scalp. It, it almost feels like that would start building knots up in your hair. <laughs> of a knot alarm goes off. <laughs> the tangle sensors go wild. Before you know it, you're just pulling clumps of hair out, trying to dis- detach the the comb. Yes, November's not enough hair to analyze. <laughs> So it has um, it has haptic feedback then to kind of give you feedback on your brushing technique um, as a brushing guide. Um, that is not all. There's more. It has conductivity sensors in the bristles that can tell if your hair is wet or dry, and it adjusts its analysis of your hair based on whether it's wet or dry. Now, I don't so, know the science behind that so, or why that's important. But the, it's interesting the word conductivity because in my mind that's electric allowed to pass between points which sounds like they're slightly zapping your hair <laughs> it does it does to check it? if to, so they're zapping your hair to check if it's wet now don't get me wrong but i've always been taught that don't test electricals in water <laughs> because that's a big part of my primary school education do not like don't don't use the toaster in the bath kind of thing you know that's sort of oh yeah hey, don't want to drop this thing in the bath Gotta no really, way. Got to keep a good grip on it if you're making <laughs> toast in the morning. <laughs> so um, the conductivity sensors in the bristles zap your hair and determine whether it's wet or dry, which I suppose is useful. Um, it also has Bluetooth and Wi-Fi built into it, which allows it to connect to a mobile app that oh, you have on your smartphone yep. to help analyze your hair. So mobile apps are pretty much a commonplace in smart tech. Um, yeah, the, so you the, can have some sort of feedback from it. Yeah, they they have to. I think they have to be the sort of normal line of. If it hasn't got an app, then you've got to really question the usefulness. Of yes, this. His, his brush knows so much about me. But if there was only a way to get this information, <laughs> so this app then. So this app. So data is passed from the brush to the app, and it analyzes your hair. Um, it also collects environmental data from local uh, forecasts to provide you with temperature, UV, humidity, and wind, apparently. <laughs> which, which I'm not sure how helpful wind is in analysing your hair. Is, it, is the idea that it then tells you how to style your hair, though? <laughs> I don't think so. I think this is all just about analysing, telling you what condition your hair is in. So it's like, windy, it's a mess. <laughs> Flood warning. Yes. <laughs> Long hair may get damp. Yes. <laughs> wow. So, that, okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, so there, there you are. I'm assuming it can't take into a fact... If it's taking environmental data from weather forecasts, it's not going to know whether you're in an air-conditioned room and outside is humid. I don't, I don't really know why all of that is particularly useful um but the, the wind gauge is quite useful you know <laughs> See, i'm now picturing it inside i'm picturing it with one of those wind little mini wind turbines that they use on weather stations <laughs> just attached to the top of this broom that's a, a broom a brush that, yeah yes yeah, directions and yeah like i can really picture that that's high tech mm-hmm. You have to face into the wind when you brush. You don't want to be with. You don't want to have your back to it. Um, so this app collects all of the data from all of this stuff in the brush, from all of the local environmental data, and it gives you um, an overall hair quality score, which you can then, I think, track over weeks and months and so on. Okay. Um, 
So there are a few screenshots of the app um, I found online, and um, the categories it has um, for this analysis are damage, breakage, tangling, and dryness. So it scores you out of all of those four and then gives you a final hair score at the end. Hair score? That's... uh... (laughs) They are I, again. But, I I have no frame of reference what to do with that information. I don't know what a good hair score is. I don't know what a bad hair score is. I was going to say, is it out of a hundred percent? Is it? <laughs> well, we we just don't know. Um, also, it appears to have like a summary of the the condition of your hair because the screenshot of the app I saw just said under the score, it said your hair is unruly. <laughs> Which I don't think is defined enough to really help. Like, I don't need all of this tech to tell me my hair is slightly unruly. I think it needs to be a little bit more specific about what's wrong with my hair. Yeah, see, if someone said to me, your hair is unruly, I'd go, yeah, I saw that in the mirror this morning. It would be pretty (laughs) obvious to me. Yeah, that's why I brushed it. (laughs) Didn't need the brush to also slate me as well. (laughs) You're going out with this style? Um so this alert that says so your hair is unruly it knows if your hair is tangled or or messy and apparently the brush knows this because it knows that you've spent a lot of time and effort brushing tangled hair because obviously there's no way that you could have figured that out yourself (laughs) during this whole process you just believe that you have to take that long to brush your hair for religious reasons or something yes (laughs) (laughs) so um so here's the kicker then why would you want a hair score? Why would you want this app to tell you the condition of your hair? Any Chris, guesses, Dave? If I'm frankly honest, I wouldn't. I'll give you one word. Capitalism. <laughs> yes, of course. Big so, hair. Big hair. So beneath your hair score, the app recommends hair products that of you course. should be buying based on your hair score. All um, products that are made by the hair company in question. Vendor lock-in. That's what that is. It's vendor yep. lock-in. <laughs> there you go. So it's all a, uh, a ploy to sell you shampoo and or conditioner. <laughs> it's just one big it's a physical advertising board that leads to yes. Yes. Uh, whatever they've got too much stock of appears in the app. It's like, oh, yes. we've got a load of the, uh, the anti-tangle stuff in the warehouse that needs to go. All right, all right. Let's, we'll push, make, we'll... let's push the tangle update everyone's tangled everyone's tangled max tangle max tangle i feel like they have dials that they turn up (laughs) it's like the titanic they got a bell system down to the engine room down to the developing the software developers ding 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 all right we got more tangle so well that's the thing could they rig the app to make your hair seem worse than it actually is so you buy more products Oh, gosh. I mean, I don't want to say the wrong thing here, is, but I'm sure there's an incentive there for them to well, possibly do that. You just don't know. Or is it going to be that they kind of sell you products to maintain your good hair score? Either way, they win, Dave. Well, Big I hair sp- is one. I suppose what they've got to do at the start when you first activate is they've got to bring you right down and make you feel like they've helped you get up to the top, but then you'll maintain it. Because if you start nice and well, you go, ah, sod it, throw it away, wouldn't you? Because you think, ah, I've already... See. It's so all about got, the journey. They, they demoralise you at the beginning <laughs> of using the brush. It's all I can imagine. I don't know. Um, these are all uh, wild assumptions, I will just yeah, point I out. Mean, yes, we have never touched any of these technologies before. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a, it's a two-way street, Chris. I think it's pretty one way, Dave. <laughs> I'm honest with you. 
And okay, and the battery life, which so this is pretty good. Supposedly, the battery life is meant to last about six months with two AA batteries. Okay. Um, I guess that depends on how wet your hair is. How many times it's had to charge your scalp? <laughs> yes. How many times it's shorted out? Um, what do you think about the smart hairbrush, Dave? There's a lot of technology crammed into this small brush. It does a lot. How much does it actually achieve? <laughs> I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. With it achieves a lot for the hair product company in terms of <laughs> revenue, but uh, it's. I think we're probably not the best two people to be trying to quantify this, Chris. Mm, this may I be think, true. I think we may have a bit of a, a bias here in the fact that neither of us care nor need to care for our hair that much. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Sorry, Chris, I had to break it to you somehow. <laughs> it's just how it looks. If you had the comb, you'd already know. Um, yeah, well, exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shamed in public. Like this. If I could just... Stand in my bathroom and stare at my low hair score. As your phone it's... pings as it goes on another shit score from the brush, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, personally, there's not a lot of value. I, I think I can't, I, I can't personally give a, a judgment on this, though. A full judgment. I think you'll be able to give a judgment once I tell you how much it costs. Okay. <laughs> I think that might sway I'll, it for I'll, you. I'll reserve my uh, final opinion. So, bearing in mind, so on Amazon, Dave, the top selling hairbrush like this costs about £6.88. So your bog standard dumb yeah. hairbrush. <laughs> so your bog standard dumb hairbrush, been combing hair for generations, costs £6.88, which is about nine uh, American dollars. Right. Um, this smart hairbrush carries a price tag of two hundred dollars. Oh, wow, <laughs> that is an increase of over two thousand <laughs> percent. That's incredible. So you could buy like nearly thirty hair, normal hairbrushes for that. <laughs> oh well, let's do the math, Dave. How many normal hairbrushes? Eight dollars seventy-five. You you could do. You could buy twenty-three hairbrushes. And and also, you know, as with any of this stuff. They could end of life it and not support it anymore. Uh, I assume it obviously still can operate as some form of brush, maybe a very heavy dead brush. Well, that's um, the thing with a lot of this smart tech. Once it either dies or is not supported, it's just a big heavy version of the dumb <laughs> thing it was trying to replace. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, okay. In that case, I wouldn't be able to justify that at all. No. Um, um, the only upside of this, I will say, is that all the info that I managed to find on this hairbrush was from... Uh, a press releases from before it was released so every single article i've managed to read on it says this will be released in mid 2017 and i can't find any information about it anywhere else i have absolutely no evidence of whether this thing ever actually went on sale but they definitely built one wow so we're three for three on things that never actually sold by the looks of it <laughs> so it either went on sale and failed catastrophically or it never got released i really have no idea but you can't buy one <laughs> you can't get it for love nor money no nope. <laughs> you just have to sit there and make up your own hair score chart on the wall and figure out every day yes. where you stand on it <laughs> you'll never know how tangled your hair is it's unfortunate just <sighs> shouting it into the wind <laughs> which you don't also know what you don't know what the speed of the wind is either exactly cause... you have no way of knowing which which direction it's coming from you just don't know this hairbrush did it all we flew too close to the sun and we lost it. And you, you split your ends. Yeah. 
So while we're talking about hair, Dave, I was reading up about hair while I was trying to work out the difference <laughs> between shampoo and um, a conditioner. So I have for you my top five facts about hair. I don't are we going to replace that with something? Or are I, we... I don't know. I mean, that was the old Top of the Pops theme, so we nearly had a copyright issue. If I'd have, oh, finished, okay. if I'd have finished that, the BBC <laughs> would have been on top of us like nobody's business. <laughs> it's a good thing I cut it out, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Sorry. My top five facts about hair day. Fact number one. Mm-hmm. The average person has between 100,000 and 150,000 strands of hair. Okay, that's... <laughs> That seems reasonable. Fascinating. Um, now, I, I don't know whether that means just on your head or whether uh, yeah. that's for your whole body. I really don't know. I was about to say, is, is that a full coverage of, of data? Yes. <laughs> um, I have no idea whether that's impressive or not. It's just the bog standard fact. I thought that had to go at number, you know, at no, number five. Very good as well. Okay. So at number four, on average, you shed about uh, around 50 to 150 strands of hair a day apparently. So we're mm. constantly losing hair. And I would imagine with this smart hairbrush being zapped and... Ripping them out <laughs> by the bucket load. You're losing between 250 to 300 strands a day. That, that seems pretty high. And apparently uh, balding only begins to become visible once you've lost over 50% of the hairs from your scalp. So you can be balding for quite a while and you'll never notice. I guess that makes sense. You know, and I don't... I don't... I guess it never just, you wake up one morning and it's all on the pillow and you go, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, my smart hairbrush is useless. <laughs> You're just sort of rolling it in the hair. I've, I've just, just, just passed the 30-day return period as well. Would you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, hang on, there's a, they're, they're, they're suggesting a product that I could buy. Skin <laughs> <A> scalp tonic. <laughs> Sun cream. <laughs> Okay, so fact number three. Um, Hair, did you know, Dave, hair is the second fastest growing tissue in the human body? Okay, After what? Skin? (laughs) How much is your skin growing? Well, I mean, when you, like, if you get a cut when it grows back, I'm not all about, I'm not, like, having to shave off layers of skin every day because it's growing faster than my hair. I really can't keep on top of this. You're just ballooning out. Or is it nail? What nails? Teeth? Oh, it's not teeth. Is uh, it you nails? See, I thought I was thinking that, but no, it's bone marrow. Apparently. Oh, of course. Silly, silly me. <laughs> of course. These facts. These facts have gone downhill since fact one. Oh no! I peaked at fact one. You really should have flipped them into a reverse list. I feel. <laughs> okay. The next fact, then. <laughs> My fourth fact. We're nearly at the end, Dave. Don't don't worry. Now I don't understand this one. At different times. of your hair is growing, while the other 10% is resting. Uh, I don't know what that means. Um, I guess, is it because of the energy or, I don't know, resting? (laughs) Why does the hair need to rest? Which bits decide to grow and which bits decide to rest? I really have no idea. Well, if you had this smart hairbrush, Chris, you'd know. (laughs) Your resting hair rate is... <laughs> well, it's always the same. You just said it's 10% resting. <laughs> it's always 90 to 10. They, they'd really, really uh, ruse you there with that one. <laughs> okay, so my final fact, Dave. A strand of hair 
is stronger than a copper wire with the same diameter. Is copper, is copper wire a internationally standard thickness then? <laughs> Sorry to be um, precise. I mean, <laughs> copper wire for electronics is a pretty standard thickness, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I no, no I, I imagine it must be, that, you know, the amount of electronic stuff in, that, in the world, it must be a standard <laughs> You'd thing. you think but... they might have standardised some of it. That's but pretty, a, yeah. a, a copper wire is a lot thicker than a strand of hair. So, you, mm. so you're talking about a very thin copper wire, which doesn't actually sound like it will be able to hold that much. No, uh, it sounds like 10% of it will be resting at any yes. <laughs> And if you got a strand of hair that was resting at that point, then you don't oh. want to be load-bearing on that. So each strand of hair apparently can support up to 100 grams in weight. Wow, that, that actually is fairly impressive. That is quite impressive. And someone's done the maths, thankfully. Someone has held someone by the hair and go, right, divide this. NASA has crunched the numbers. (laughs) You multiply that by the average of 100 to 150,000 strands of hair on each head, uh, and your entire head of hair could support the weight equivalent to two elephants. (laughs) All right. I'm not sure in what configuration... It means. Oh, God, um, I, can, I can feel that. <laughs> so I guess you're dangling and the the elephants are in some kind of pouch dangling from your hair. Also, uh, <laughs> and also what happens if, you know, you're losing those 50 to 100 a day or whatever it was as well. So they well, could be true. St- it could become a critical issue if you, they start pinging off. Bing, bing, bing. A critical failure. One by Add one. that to the fact that 10% of them are resting, resting all times. No, God knows, it's, it's a recipe for a catastrophe. <laughs> It's only one and a half elephants. You try and load two on there. Oh, that's it. So with these thought experiments, it says, you know, your hair could hold the weight of two elephants, but surely you, the hair would get pulled out of your head before it has a chance to that, hold the weight of the elephants. That's what I was assuming. I could feel my scalp like, <laughs> being ripped to shreds as you said that. that, that yeah, I, I assume that the anchorage of the hair isn't as good as the strength of the hair. No. So there there we go. Those are my top five hair facts, Dave. That was fascinating. And uh, a hair-raising moment, Chris. So, Dave, the smart hairbrush. Yes or no? Are we going to be flocking to the shops to buy one, or are we going to consign it to the internet of trash bin? Personally, Chris... Let's get rid of this bad hair day. It's going to the trash bin. Oh, it's almost like you planned that. <laughs> Why do you think I had the notebook ready? <laughs> it's what the notebook was for this whole time. Puns. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's it's to the trash for this one, Chris. I, I mean, again, maybe not fully qualified to judge this, but I don't see £200 being worthwhile in my <laughs> <No>. mind. <laughs> And I think the um, the proof of the matter is that I don't think anyone ever bought it. So I think we can safely say that the smart hairbrush uh, is being thrown in the trash. There it goes. So three to three on that as well. And it does seem the indicator here is also there's, there's quite a relation between not being sold at all and going in the trash. But I'm sure we will come across things that are being sold, unfortunately. Yeah, well, we'll have to try and one thing that is actually on the market at some point. But they're quite hard to find because these things generally don't last very long. Uh, th- that proves the whole point of why we do this show. This this is a history lesson for future entrepreneur, entrepreneurs <laughs> coming up with ideas. Just because you can put a chip in it doesn't mean that you should. <laughs> and well, I think on that note, Chris... We should, uh, I mean, I've got to go and condition my hair, so 
Yeah, the, the frizz is really coming back, Dave. See, that would be better if it could comb it for you as well. I mean, you know, there's all sorts. Basically, I'm still going to go over to my mate over the road there and get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite live up to its uh, its promise of replacing your hairdresser. Not quite yet. Maybe V2. We await with bated breath. Untangled hair. So that's it for this week's episode of the Internet of Trash. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please do rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. It really does help people find the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at IOTPod and you can email us on theiotpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can send us any of your uh, bad tech stories, any suggestions of the smart gadgets we haven't found. And hey, if you've actually bought one, any of these products that we're mentioning or any similar product, please do tell us. We're desperately trying to find one that's currently on the market and available to buy. Yeah, it's uh, it's an adventure that hopefully one day we may get to hold one and go, oh yeah, it is terrible. Uh, in oh, in yeah. person and in logic and, and in theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back uh, next week with more smart devices that should have been left a little bit dumb. Mm-hmm.